Welcome everyone to Non-Productive's Late to the Party Rewatch of the modern cult classic and Disney Channel original cartoon Gravity Falls. The only show where David Lynch turned down the role of the villain. And also is the award-winning cartoon show created by Alex Hirsch, starring a lovable cast of characters and their encounters with the wild, wacky, and weird supernatural creatures of Gravity Falls. See, I always feel like... I know this is the last intro we're going to do, <laughs> but we should be react to the the thing. Because I want to go, whoa, but I said I'm silent and waiting for it to happen. So dub this in later on. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, Alex Hirsch apparently asked David Lynch to play Bill. And uh, I imagine the conversation went like this. Hey, play Bill. Absolutely not. And then <laughs> I, I think he was probably a little bit more confused <laughs> who are you and what are you doing in my house <laughs> you want me to David voice a Lynch. character on a cartoon show I, i'm 100 sure he voices a character on the cleveland show uh look it up folks but anyways yes this better is the yet, world we are living in better yet it's asking him hey do you want to um play this triangle dude <laughs> yes. with like magic pointer fingers that just that creates a, chaos was, was it that or was was it uh Hirsch going to Disney and saying, hey, we want to use David Lynch as the voice. And Disney was like, no, no, (laughs) no. Fun thing I realized. So for those who are not aware, the show is now off Hulu because of the whole Disney Plus thing. So I had to watch the last few episodes on Blu-ray. Anyway, there is a disclaimer in the beginning of the of the DVDs or the Blu-rays. That's like. All of these messages do not correlate with Disney's message, blah, 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 blah. Oh, really? And it's just funny because I'm sitting there, I'm that. like, so many times have we just been like, wow. Uh, how can Disney how let can this How can Disney go? let yeah. this happen? And they were like, no, we, we, we got letters. We're Dis- not doing yeah. this anymore. Disney was like, they, they're going to release the show for uh, Blu-ray, and they're like, did anybody actually watch this? Oh, you want to pop on a few episodes? Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, then the, the episode I'm on starts and some guy's face just like gets contorted. And it's like, okay. Yep, so, yep, yep, oh, my Disney. God. This makes the rescuers down under look like Lady in the Tramp. <laughs> Not sure how to how to parse that one, but all right. Uh, this These are the last five episodes we are reviewing today. Yeah. And yep. it's interesting that we're talking about disclaimers because I don't know about you, folks, but I got a disclaimer at the start of this this group, do we have the title for that first episode? The the, the, the road roadside trip? attractions. Yeah, for this is the first time that it started off. I was watching it on Hulu uh, before the Disney Disney Apocalypse, and it said only for mature audiences to the point where I w- really? I thought I was watching Fargo because I'm also watching Fargo right now. <laughs> uh, humble brag. Uh, I can watch two shows, and Ooh. as I'm watching it, I'm like, oh, did I start? Fargo instead, and I paused and I looked, and I'm like, no, this is Gravity Falls, and there is a TV7, I think, which I don't know why I would say mature audiences. I would love it if I was just wrong about this, <laughs> but I don't think I was, and there's no way of disproving it now, because it's off of Hulu. I mean, so, it didn't happen for me, and I watched that episode on Hulu. Frank, you're wrong, though. I believe I, I got that also. Thank you, Pete! See? It's, it's a, a thing! And I, I like, gaslighted myself Convincing myself, I've, I've, that's always been there. It's been, it's been there in front of everyone. I just forgot. I watched this episode so closely to see how graphic it would be. I was like, "All right, 
let's do this. Because I swear to God, if this ends with congratulations, I was going to kill Russell. Yeah, all right, fair. (laughs) (laughs) Throwback to our... Yeah, all right. Not me, but Russell, it makes sense. Yeah. Isn't there there in one of these episodes a uh, Evangelion? There is a giant robot thing. No, no, no. On like one of the TVs. What, on the TV? Oh, there's we'll an anime we'll reference. Get we'll, we'll get, get there. Whatever. Yeah. It, it's, it's not that. It's, but yeah, it's yeah. way. It's way too far. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So the first episode in this series, uh, in this group of five, is called Roadside Attractions, and it's uh, I think our last kind of disconnected episode before the end. Mm. Yes, I love this. I love road trip stories, uh, and I love uh, roadside attractions. I'm serious. I really like. Road, road trip stories and roadside attractions. Uh, this is great. So funny story. Um, before uh, they wrote season two, Alex Hirsch and the main like writing cast of Gravity Falls went on a road trip the coast of Oregon to visit all of the weird, mysterious roadside That's attractions neat. they could find. Uh, mostly to bring the mystery shack, you know, to you know, give it a little bit more verisimilitude. You know, real, yeah, realness. Um, but they ended up enjoying it so much that they came up with the idea for this episode while on the road. Nice. Um, in this episode, Stan brings the kids on the road trip, as you said, um, to ruin every tourist trap in Oregon. Meanwhile, Stan tries to help Dipper get over Wendy with dating tips. I'm curious about Al's terrible take on all of this at some point. But uh, before we get to that... Because uh, Al has been patently anti-Wendy since the beginning. Remember when he came in with that T-shirt that said "I hate Wendy"? <laughs> um, I do. It was awful, awful. But um, did oh, I miss that week? Uh, yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> no. Uh, but, <laughs> no, it's this week. He's wearing it right now. Yeah. yeah there you go. Uh, no, but like I. I uh, That's why he threw out just the to start off. When we got I, Wendy's. I know. Yeah. Oh, that's terrible. But yeah. we get. It comes back to it at the end. But why did Stan not? at all consider that while he's doing this tour of sabotage that the people he was ruining <laughs> would come and take their revenge because he was literally giving them all the time in the world. Why is he this level? What kind of evil is this? <laughs> it's a lazy evil. A lazy I say that, number one, I think that's, idiot. that's 100% how short-sighted Stan would have been. Yeah. And number two, I, I think... Uh, he he wouldn't see that because in his mind he was taking revenge on them. Yeah, sure. They, they he established even, that in the beginning. He even declared, "I don't deserve this." Towards the end, I believe is what he said when he saw, "I've yep. done nothing to deserve this." Uh, all right, so yeah, the the meat of this episode, Wendy, dealing with Wendy, even though she's not in this episode, it's yeah. it's really weird. This feels the most like a season one episode in season two, like there's no Ford in it and. It's, uh, I think, like many of the episodes that we've talked about, it kind of suffers from the lack of a B-plot. Um, because, like, I mean, unless you kind of count the Spider-Woman and Stan as <laughs> I mean, plot B. I count the Spider-Woman and Stan oh, as hilarious. But what about Candy as B-plot? Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I really liked Candy in this episode a lot. Me too. Yeah, I, I'm very happy she gets an episode and kind of sad Grenda doesn't. And we don't get to revisit her lizard. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, literally, lizard <clears throat> never shows up again other than what the first happened? episode that Grenda shows up. No, yeah. um, she... The next episode. The next episode. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. I love that the the girls are playing um, uh, truth or dare or don't. And <laughs> you always I choose, choose don't. don't. <laughs> and I'm like, that's... It's so respectful. That is the best way of fixing that game. <laughs> it's truth or dare or don't. It's... I love it. I love it. Oh, uh, see, I play truth or dare or drink. Oh, well, uh, yeah, but that's... I'm not <laughs> sure if that's... that's yeah. yeah, well, yeah. I don't know if I'd be okay with that. 
Uh, yeah, it's. I can see what you're saying. It really does feel like it exists out of time. It could happen at any point in the series. Yeah. Um, but I don't want to beat around the bush. What do you think about this? Is another episode dealing with uh, a Dipper's with crush. Dipper's crush? Uh, like it was. It's it's hard for me to like get get into that opinion. There there are some thoughts on Wendy which I thought I was gonna have to save, but I guess we'll get into them later. But uh, as far as this one goes, it was. It was okay. It was all right. I just, as far as how um, Dipper deals with it, I sort of didn't get the lesson. I was like, what was wrong with meeting new people and getting contact information? All right, that cool. Felt like- I, I also <laughs> said that. I wrote down poor Dipper. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, what was wrong with that? Like, that seems like that's how you get to know people. Like, he met them all for, like, what, five minutes? Like, yeah, it makes sense you would get their phone number and see where things went. Like, like that's how dating works, guys. But they're like twelve. Yeah, I think that they're. Tw- I guess the fixed. I guess somewhere in there is that he may have led them astray. In yeah. the we yeah. don't hear their conversation. And, and I think so. that we do eventually get the idea that like he like I was just doing this to get over Wendy. I'm like, okay, yeah, that's pretty pretty crappy of you, dude. And there was that, and the actually hanging out with Candy for no other reason than. Stan saying, no, you just go with it. You just do yeah, it to make though, yourself feel better. Even though he had no interest in candy. And yeah, and I'm like, no, that's the that's that's, that's the takeaway. But the idea that, like, getting people's phone numbers or emails, I'm like, that's just meeting people. Like, you do that. That's that's how you make friends. And, and you know, I don't know. That was weird. <laughs> but- in, in defense, Dipper, he had more of, I feel like, an actual interest in, oh, candy is a person that I know. I've never thought about her that way before. But... Maybe someone great's been sitting in front of me this whole time. You know, I as, got more of that idea from him than let as me compared just... to Stan, who was like, "Hey, I'm going to hit yes. on this Spider Woman." No, I don't no, know. No. I think he's okay with hitting on this. I think everybody <laughs> yeah. is a little bit okay in this. And I, but I do. It's reasonable that feelings think, got hurt. I think it is the loosest connection to Wendy too. Like it yeah. uses the idea of Wendy to just kind of springboard into this story, um, which. You know, Al then I think says it pretty well. It feels like a fun season one episode. Yeah, and I, I one of my things about this where uh, I don't think every story has to be perfect, and I think in this reality, Dipper has a crush in this summer. All right, a major crush. Mabel has a dozen. Dipper has one effectively, and I think that it's part of his character is not taking away from the F- Wendy as a character. You know, I, I don't know. It's I have less issues with with the 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 cutesy romantic stuff that happens in the series uh, than some other people. But and I, I liked the cutesy romantic stuff in this episode. Like yeah. I thought it was fun. I really do. Really <clears throat> want uh, Candy could get her own spinoff. Maybe that's the solution. Candy give and Can- Grenda, give Candy and Grenda their own, their show. own show. I'd watch it. Yeah, the spinoff show yeah. <laughs> where they go to live with the prince. Oh, yes. oh yes. my god! It's like it's like Corey in the house, but good. And oh, animated. We'll have, in the house. we'll have to assume that that's accurate. All right, let's go. Um, did anybody have any other favorite moments? Uh, I love... I, well, the, the monster of this thing, which we kind of just stumped so over, was really clever. Like for the cre- It was creepy. <coughs> maybe that's why it got the seven. Maybe because there was romantic elements in the story. I don't know. Uh, but the monster was kind of creepy. And I love how it was tied back into mummies. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That so was the, good. They were like, a new mummy every day. How does that even work? And I thought it was just a joke. But it's actually tied into the monster development. That's how Good they get them. I know how they get the mummies. Yeah. My favorite moment is definitely Stan eventually falling for, uh, oh, let me help you out in front of that boot. Like, oh my God. Yes. <laughs> let, let him be this dumb. <laughs> she was so distracting and pretty. Uh, right? Exactly. And she so, was flattering him so well. So many bad lines. Pickup artists, uh, the, the you're being used for your body. 
is what she says to him yeah. at one point, which she's going to eat him. I mean, this is a cartoon. I that's why I think the mature warning was real that we did not just <laughs> yeah. imagine that it was there in front of this episode. And the spiders, spiders are terrifying. Oh yeah, yeah. uniformly terrifying. I, I was scared yes. by how all of the Spider Woman's tactics would have worked on me. Mm. Oh no, <laughs> yeah, me too. Uh, and I love that Skytram had an appearance in this because that seems <laughs> yes. to be all geeks are talking about these days. Disney's Skytram issues. Yep. Well, at least Disney's real Skytram issues didn't have giant spiders involved. As far as you know. As far as we know. They uh, still haven't released a cause of that. Uh, my favorite line, if I could say it in this, comes from Stan. And it's um, when she is flattering, the Spider-Woman is flattering him at one point after he's well aware she's a monster. She says, he goes, comedy is too subtle these days. And I'm like, God, I already know too much of what he, where he's going with this. Oof. So we had a, a couple of uh, codes to decode in this one, including Seuss, like a noble golden retriever, eventually found his way homeward. And oh, yeah. befriended a talking bulldog and sassy cat along the way. Aww. A Homeward Bound reference. Carla McCorkle, who I think is the spider, returned all... Oh, no. This is one of the... These are the um, the owners. Of oh, the from the, the other uh, roadside attractions? Yeah. Carla McCorkle returned all his flowers. Maryland... Oh, no. These are all of Stan's... These are all of Stan's... I'm sorry. These are all of Stan's exes. Carla McCorkle returned all of his flowers. Marilyn divorced him after only six hours. Beatrice slapped him for being a cad. Old Goldie's the best girlfriend Stan ever had. Aw, weird. Who's Old Goldie? It's I don't the, know it's, if we know any No, of Old Goldie is the, the, the mechanical thing from the uh, Seuss and the Real oh, yeah. Girl oh, episode. That's highly that's, disturbing. Yeah, terrifying. The next episode is Dipper and Mabel versus the future. So this episode is our big setup for the finale. Mabel decides to plan her and Dipper's 13th birthday party, while Ford reveals to Dipper the surprising secret yet again, a UFO, which, according to Ford, crashed millions of years ago in Gravity Falls, um, has alien technology that they can use to stop Bill. This was a cool one. Yeah. I really love extraterrestrials cause the town or vice versa. Like that concept. It's it's like X Men. Uh, no, it's like X Files, but done better. I like that they didn't commit to just like, oh, the aliens caused it. All. It's like we don't know. It could be one way or the other. But either way, it's weird. And I'm like, yes. Oh, this is so cool. I wanna, I wanna believe. And then the B plot is with Mabel's worry about growing up, and we start to get some of the the trackings of Mabel being concerned that she's, you know, that she's not gonna like high school. That things are gonna be different. This is the summer's ending. Yeah, it's yeah, absolutely. It's wrapping up the series. It's beginning to wrap up the series. Not only do we know maybe what the mystery is out there and how to stop the big bad, but like the the emotional punch that high school may not be a musical. Oh, oh got my it. god! I was gonna say that, Al. <laughs> <laughs> I thought this was a Disney show too. <laughs> I focus much more on Mabel in this episode than Dipper. She's more. In- she is definitely interesting. Yeah. yeah, this is this is kind of her episode, even though most of the plot stuff happens with Dipper. Well, nah, yeah. who cares about plot when you can worry about high school and being terrified of everything? I think yeah. it's, I think yeah. we call it Monster Problem of the Week for a reason. I don't. I don't even think. I think the plot is with Mabel and yeah. the the alien MacGuffin is an alien MacGuffin. It doesn't really matter, but it's <laughs> yeah. the thing in the background. Dipper Dipper's not having a crisis. Like going with Ford would be amazing. You and know, I- he thinks that, and he's not concerned about it not until later when you know it's accidentally revealed to mabel that he agreed to which just compounds his walkie on 
Well, just uh, compounds full. all of Mabel's feelings yeah. that the the summer is ending and that things are going to change. You know, and you know how those feelings of change are. They're, they're I, awful. I definitely had that as a kid. I was very much oh, worried yeah. about growing up and not wanting to. And yeah, I was not one of those kids <clears> who was like, I can't wait to get out of here. I'm with you, Frank. I was a Toys R Us kid. No! Like, oh! that was 100%. That was me. Like, oh, I don't want adulthood. No, that's mm-hmm. fine. No, I'm good. I, uh, when I was a kid, I, I, uh, spent my summers far away from where I lived. And so I I know I I know what it's like having the uh, the the summer friends, and that conflict when you're saying goodbye to them. Yeah. So yeah, that was very relatable. Yeah, and these episodes hit you in the feels, and we get a lot of that. Mabel gets to finds out that you know Candy and Grendo won't be around for the party. You know, along with a couple of other people who are busy doing other stuff. You know, everybody's moving on with their lives, and that means that. You know, Mabel and Dipper have to move on with theirs. What do we think about, obviously, the ending? Mabel and Dipper's backpacks get switched, and the rift is released thanks to a possessed Blandon. I'm pretty... I like this. I also... I feel like Mabel's the correct answer for how this goes down, as weird as that sounds. I uh, I feel like we've had Dipper kind of trip over himself so much throughout the series. It was oddly interesting to have that, like, the... The end of the world really be on Mabel's shoulders at this point. Um, but also Dipper's, because it's like he abandons her and leaves her without any support to deal with this thing. Does he, though? Yeah, he does. He, no, she runs away. Well, he's, because but, he's going to abandon her. Let's yeah. not ignore the fiction of what the character thinks. Not abandoning him permanently. She's just upset. Who yeah, doesn't yeah. run away when they're upset? Oh, absolutely. I don't, she was going to come back. I'm not <laughs> saying she she like she completely. <laughs> to be clear, no one says she was abandoning Michelle. Defending <laughs> <laughs> Mabel, but nobody was arguing. <laughs> to be fair, I think it's I think it's complicated, right? So Dipper gets an opportunity to go with Ford at the beginning of the show, and Mabel knows that you know, like, yeah, absolutely, let him go because Mabel has learned throughout this summer as well. While Dipper needs to be more respectful of Mabel's wishes. Mabel needs to be more respectful of Dipper's wishes. So, but Dipper not go- to that extent. Well, Dipper goes off and has this adventure with Ford, and then all of those terrible things happen to her during the day. So when, you know, she's faced with losing him entirely, like, you know, why why does she want to do anything? Yeah, They're exactly. Twins. Had this been any other day, it probably would have turned out very differently. Yeah, and she was also tricked. No one is saying that she, you know, did this on purpose. Oh, yeah. I'm, yeah. yeah. I'm not no, saying I, that. I kind of blame her for that. I mean, how do you not see through Morty? I mean, Blandon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh gosh. Jeez. Oh. And it is oh. and it is kind of like, hey, why are you giving away property that's not yours or whatever? Like, eh, like it's understandable how she gets there, but it is still like uh, it's something that is clearly placed on her sh- on her shoulders in this instance. Oh yeah, I forgot that what she was being tricked, but what she was intentionally doing was creating a bubble where no one would ever grow up. Yeah. So maybe yeah, this is a little bit <laughs> it's a little questionable. Uh, like, I like was... that that guy was still wearing his mayor sash. Yep, that was my favorite part. He yep. still had his mayor sash. Who's the, the mayor? mayor? Yeah, how else would you know? And Dipper's plan was ridiculously stupid with the magnet gun. The, the, the spaceship was going into space. <laughs> There's no oxygen. I nope. wrote down oxygen, Dipper. <laughs> yeah, no Dipper had a space. very limited amount of time to make that plan work. Well, yep. he also was 12. <clears throat> oh, yeah. 
But yeah, interesting <laughs> spin up to Weird Mageddon, which is our like last bit. That's that's this is the well, movie. It's three episodes. Was this originally aired as a movie? Do we know? No, or was it? No, it was not. No, it was aired as three, three episodes. Of, yeah. So we had a couple of codes in Dipper and Mabel versus the Future. Probably Drive Engine, Portable Atorium, Blogan Bloth, and Beyond Use Tenthins Half Price. I have no idea if I'm saying this right. Specimen has escaped. Is changing forms. It's Blurg, Bloth, and Beyond. Oh. <laughs> Blurg, Bloth, and Beyond. It's a bit that is Beth- a Rick and Morty style joke. Yeah, yeah. it is. Yeah. Oh, these are never worth it, guys. <laughs> Some of the cryptograms are good. A lot of them don't make sense unless you're watching the show and you... Yeah. Uh, Go ahead. What, what, what were the rest? The, the ending ones are, Did you miss me? The prophecy seemed far away, but finally we've reached the day. Give up the past. Embrace the strange. Everything you care about will change. Okay, and what Whoa. did those ciphers mean? It means <laughs> the end of the show. No, coming. not that last one. The, the other ones. Oh, like I don't know. They were Blart, just Blart and fun they were alien just, references. Yeah. I think they were references I completely in the disagree. <laughs> well, what do you think they are? Huh? Not fun? Not, not fun. fun. <laughs> Got it. Yeah, they're, they're not getting there. Weird Mageddon. Oh. So who wants to talk about this first? Who's got like, because that intro is pretty hardcore. Oh, I love the new opening. I love right? the fact that they modified the opening. The, the music is backwards somehow. And yep. Discordia, it's all Bill Cipher and oh, it's created so by Bill Cipher. Yeah. His yeah. name's all over it. I feel bad that we didn't get one last. I think we did hit of the uh, of the original theme song. We sort of do. We're going to talk about these three pieces together, and I think in, by the last airing, the last part, the end, the opening changes slightly each time. Yeah, and the last one, it is a lot of it's elements m- from the original it's are brought closer, in. Yeah. It's, it's mostly normal. So weird, yeah. Mag- weird Mageddon is technically four episodes. It's part one, two, and three, and three is an hour long. Oh, so it's so if they're doing reruns, they're going to split three into two. Correct. But not, not on original not, airing. Not part two. So a reverse Breaking Dawn. But I do like the monster designs. I like 8-Ball. I like the, the beast that cannot be named. Ah, it's just Smelgablog or whatever his name is. Like, Xanthar. Xanthar. Oh, I have their names up because their names are all great. Oh, go for it. Uh, we have 8-Ball, Cryptos, Xanthar, Teeth, <laughs> Keyhole. Which one was Teeth? The Teeth. <laughs> just the Teeth. <laughs> Who, I have, uh, yeah. uh, okay, which one was 8-Ball? <laughs> All right, His eyes just... had eight. And a, gosh, Pete. Anyway, uh, Hectorgon, Amorpheus Shape, Pyronica, Pacifier, and a large army of Ibats, which Bill just calls these guys. And they turn <laughs> everyone into stone to make a giant chair. Yep. Because of course they do. Oh, that was so good. And just the uh, the, the immediate sellouts of the Northwest and being like, I, as a, as a you know venture capitalist with uh, the apocalypse, oh, it's a great offer. Let me just, you know... Reverse all the functions of the orifices in your face. This is still the most terrifying thing I've ever seen. Yes, it is. And that was the scene that I was like, this is Disney. I loved that. That was so messed up. <laughs> Just the eye coming out of the mouth. I'm like, what? <laughs> That's, where's my mature audience's only rating for this episode? Mm. I have a question for you guys. Mm-hmm. So since time no longer exists in this like faction of the world, do does everyone stop aging for these few days? I think so. You think so? All yeah, right. I guess yeah, it's possible. So, yeah. Okay. I think there's no way of knowing. That's oh, do you true. Think that's the birthday thing. Is is that where you're? Uh, yeah, because uh, it's like suddenly, 
and their birthday was supposed to be like the next day or something or like really I think soon. it's fair enough to be like yeah we're gonna that's part of growing up is also realizing sometimes you have to wait for the weekend of your birthday <laughs> <laughs> not to, to stop not everything. the exact day and yeah. you know what as crazy as things get at this point it's still gravity falls because when what does ford say when he sees this he's like this is how the world ends not with a bang but a cuckoo and he did like a cuckoo <laughs> thing with his head i'm like that's great because really you did shuffle all the functions of a character's face holes so i'm glad you added some levity immediately <laughs> afterwards because i was about ready to be like oh i'm actually uh, frightened like there was and the whole like bill becoming um like real scene with like oh the flesh and, and everything yeah. else like Whoa. oh my god there's so much good like weird animation in all of these episodes but that introduction to weird mageddon is just it hits really really hard um oh. yeah it, it's a it's a grim world that we find ourselves in. Uh, grimmer still that uh, philosophy majors are giving advice to little Gideon on how to. Tr- I was a philosophy major. Oh, it, there's a, a lot of little funny things throughout this thing, but yeah. I do like that there's an attempt to redeem Gideon in this. Mm-hmm. Like that's still the show is aiming for heart and good for them. So in the first episode, I or the first group of these, right? We take Ford off the table pretty immediately. Right, because it's gonna, you know, we want this to be a focus on as much as we love Ford. We want the at least the first part of these to be a focus on yeah. the characters we already know. Um, so we kind of start out with Dipper in his <coughs> weird Mageddon post-apocalypse until he runs into Wendy, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. In the mall. In the mall. Oh my gosh, I love the mall scene because obviously, the, the like monster. you have to have a mall in the oh, apocalypse. Yeah. yeah, that's where everyone goes. And uh, what's his face becomes pop punk. Oh yeah, oh, um, Toby, Toby, Toby Bodacious or whatever. Toby bodacious. Call me Bodacious T. There we go. Bodacious T. No one's wow. ever going to do that. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> we're skipping the most important part. That head. The, oh, the, the head severed, with an arm uh, coming yeah, out of it. Yeah, it was just talking. Hey, get in the, my mouth. Another clear Rick and Morty inspired. Oh, very much. I think it right? literally is a Rick and Morty monster. I literally be. feel like I've seen this and, thing in Rick we, and Morty. We focus a lot on Ricky, Mo- Rick and, Ricky Morty. <laughs> you know, Ricky, Ricky Morty, Morty, the dancer. Uh, Rick and Morty in this. But there's a lot of animation like uh, mainstays in here. Andy Merrill voices Teeth. And I think actually also 8-Ball. Mm-hmm. Andy Merrill is um, Brack. Brack from Space Goes Coast to Coast. And he does not use a different voice for Teeth. Nope. <laughs> it's Brack. He does not use a different voice for anything he does. <laughs> Wait, he was different at least as 8-Ball when he was talking to, I'm sure, to himself. a different character. But regardless, like, like I, I love the amount of animation people who end up in uh, on the show. Oh, yeah. I also like that we're we get, you know, these episodes encompass pretty much everyone we've seen. They try to make sure that everybody gets you know, gets a spot, right? We've got the Northwest at the beginning of this. We have the Time Baby and the Time Corpse arriving, which is... The the tragic end of Lolf and Dungren. Yeah. But, I mean, it's, you know, to to talk about the Avengers problem or whatever, you introduce this organization that handles time and space. If they didn't show up in this episode to be like, yeah, you can't do that. I don't know if anyone would complain about that. But (laughs) this is definitely... So the show does a bunch of things. We had the road trip episode earlier in the last arc. Uh, We also have the recap show. Right. This is a recap. All the the things from other episodes. It happens a lot in the next one too, where um, all the people you met. Hey, little Gideon. Remember what happened to him? Hey, these guys you haven't seen in a while. Remember what happened? To them? And but it's always with new stuff, at, anchored into what makes the show special, which is the sibling relationship. Yeah. Love it. It is all about like Dipper just has to get to Mabel, 
And like, oh, we also forget that Blandon does escape at the end of that like interaction, right? Like everyone else kind sure. of kicks it, but he, yeah, he, Blandon, Blandon's like, oh, I got to get out of here. But all the rest of the time, police and the time baby are dead. Yeah, I couldn't kill Morty. Just can't kill Morty. <clears throat> yeah. So the this whole Morty's the whole, killing Morty's. The whole first part is getting to Mabel's bubble, and then when we. Um, but we how went, do we get there, James? How do we get there? Fighting uh, a chaos god sounds like fun. Of course, you get little Gideon's help. Yeah. So we get kind of this Mad Max Fury Road. Uh, or, I mean, before before Fury Road. Was this before? I think so. No, no I don't think it was actually. No? No. Well, you get this Mad Max s sequence, right, with uh, Wendy and the the car lot, and people. Wendy just being like, "I'm gonna do all of these terrible things to you," and they just laugh at her, and she's like, "But no." She, she does. I'm she a, I'm a I'm, corduroy. Yeah, I'm a corduroy. I actually, like, this is an interesting thing about me. Like, I felt like that line should have had so much more weight than it did. Because I feel like, and this is, actually, my like, I was realizing my problem with Wendy has been this whole time. is like, man, there's no, like, episode for her. And yeah. I yeah. feel like she's had an arc somewhere that we didn't see. And I'm kind of sad about that because, like, that felt like it meant something. Like, she almost like her arc is almost in that one episode with Robbie and and the and Robbie and her and uh, and Dipper kind of having a, a relationship struggle there. And there's a couple of things where she she appears, but you're right, she's never. We don't we don't really know much about her and her family other she's than when she comments. Sa- yeah, other yeah. than when she says, "I'm a corduroy," I'm like, "Yeah, okay, I know." Yeah, your father is the guy who's the big muscular guy who punches things. A punching enthusiast is a <laughs> and instead of Christmas it. they do the apocalypse training, and yeah. I'm like, "There's a story there. There's a character here that we never get to know." Really, yeah. she's kind of just a plot MacGuffin for. Because I thought about this, like the only time I, I, w- I think you're going too far. I really uh, do think you are going too I far. I don't know. No, you are. I think you're going a little too far. She isn't a hugely well-developed character, but there are a lot of them that aren't. Yeah. Right? There are only a few characters get any real development. The Pines family, maybe Seuss gets an episode. Other characters really don't. I could see a bunch of episodes with Wendy that would make her more interesting, or Greta, or or Candy, or whatever, but, like, we don't... You know, there's gonna be... There's only so many episodes. That's exactly what I was gonna say. They, they give us enough to show us that there is more there. Yeah. But... It, th- at the same time, they kind of say, "Look, if we had another season that we were planning on doing, maybe we could fit more in here." But she, she's somebody. Yeah, trust us. Now, and, and, and to, uh, to the show's credit, it made me believe that much. Like there yeah. was a story; she had an arc somewhere. <clears throat> we just didn't see it. Right, and you know, keep writing those letters. Maybe we'll get spinoff shows. <laughs> <laughs> the Corduroys. We have our conflict with Gideon after they meet back up with Seuss, who's been wandering the uh, apocalyptic desert. Wait a second. Before we do that, can we talk about the reality bubbles? Oh, yeah. Oh, where the enemy yes. Yeah. I was waiting for that for my favorite moment. Oh, okay. Yeah, go for <laughs> it. Let's do this. I, I love that, that one moment when they pop into reality. Well, and it's the actual... It's act, Linda Cardellini and... Yeah. Um, uh, G- Ritter? Uh, Jason Ritter? Jason yeah, Ritter. Jason, yeah. Wait, Jason I thought Ritter. that was Hirsch and his sister. No, that no. was actually the voice. Uh, the, oh, okay. the, yeah. the voice actors, actors. The vo- yeah, which was great. Uh, uh, and there was apparently a longer take of that where they react. I believe it. It's on yeah. your Blu-rays. Yeah, but like, uh, they did not. Add I swear, it did if, not they need brought, it. if they brought them into a th- into a studio and just had them film that, <laughs> like, that would have been the biggest waste of time and money ever. Mm. But they had a lot of. They have a lot of cool stuff. I like the anime. I like the anime mm. sequence. I like the old timey Disney. Uh, the sure. Disney Steamboat Willie yeah. knockoff the and the, the reality bubbles. The, the birds. MTV, that was terrifying. Yeah. A music video from uh, 
oh god who was it in dire straits there, <laughs> there was a dire straits the the famous three oh my god you people are too young the, what? the oh, dire no, straits video re- with the money is for nothing money for nothing yeah. they were using that animation style i, I missed that one that it's, was it's the one first one with the with gideon and uh his his, his philosophy major the, henchman yeah. the early early Ghost computer dies. animation yeah where everything is made up of uh you know euclidean yes uh, yeah three-dimensional objects it's it was uh yeah a very exciting um episode and they are making you feel like the tension of wow this is all coming to a head and i agree with you frank the redemption arc for gideon it's it's viable yeah and he's not completely redeemed it's not like it's not they they don't erase it. it you know mabel doesn't look at him with love in her eyes but uh you know he's not a triangle monster from hell yeah he's not a complete being of pure evil so the next episode of Weird Mageddon, we deal with Mabel's reality bubble. And guess he's back. Guess he's back. Mabel? No, Zyler and Crash. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, my God. The they're the heroes. best in this episode. No, these <laughs> characters are not developed enough no. for me. <laughs> no, I feel not. like there was a story there that if they'd spent... Maybe six, seven more hours with these characters. A whole I could season. really be- just a whole at season least one for them. Season. I want that spinoff show. I like how yeah. I like how after the whole bubble dissipates, um, you know, everything is gone except for Xyler and Crash, which are apparently <laughs> actually still just figments of Mabel's imagination, not connected to Bill at all, and yeah. then obviously Waddles. Yeah, <laughs> uh, they actually referenced uh, John Paul Sauter once said, and I'm like, what are they doing? <laughs> That's radical! Like, oh, I love those two so much. Oh, guys. So obviously, there's a a fundamental problem in this sequence of the episode, and that is Mabel having to come to the reality that things are going to change, um, you know, but it's not always going to be bad. That you can't just kind of hide away from your problems forever, as she is trying to do in the Mabel Mabel Land? Mabel Land, yeah. Mabelverse. Uh yes, and we get a, re- a return of uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, the 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 dolphin that shoots lasers out of arms. We do, we do see the dolphin that shoots oh, lasers out of his that. arms. What about the cool dipper? What was Dippy, the Dippy fresh. Fresh. Dippy I, fresh. I have such an interest. Uh, like it's so bizarre. What? So, do you guys remember the Burger King kid? Like yeah. he was the guy yeah. with the blonde hair. Dippy Fresh kind of looks like the Burger King kid. He's got the green does, glasses, the blue jacket, the you know the hat, the hair. The, Dippy Fresh is very strange to me because that sh- that episode with Dippy Fresh came out the week I uh, worked a convention, and at that convention there was somebody in full like Dippy Fresh cosplay. Inte- uh, okay, so this was cosplay. This was intentional, or yeah. did somebody just show up? No, no, no. no that it was intentional. They were Dippy uh, Fresh, and it was just like this just hit. How did you pull this together that wow. fast? The Dipper's wow. costume isn't that difficult. The variation of Dippy Fresh couldn't be that hard. That's, that's They already own those glasses, let's be honest. Privilege speaking. Uh, I would, I would, yes, I actually thought Dippy, Dippy Fresh cosplay? I wrote that down. I'm glad somebody did it immediately. Yep, they did. Good. Ah, uh, it was, a, yeah, great. I think it's, I think it was, it was nice seeing the relationships build up. This the the this the sibling thing the whole listen it's not always bad we're there for each other we'll get through this yeah I like how you know they start out by showing in the courtroom all of the awful things that happen and then Dipper's kind of like but just right after that you know like we were always there for oh, each other yeah and again this is like I said this is the typical end of a 
of a series thing where they they're it's the best of. It's a courtroom thing that that happens in a decent amount of series finales where like you have a way of facing all your accusers in the past. Oh yeah, yeah, but not really because it's new material here. I I found it a little uh, I guess annoying that the entire defense was made up of yeah, but let's take your uh, your prosecutorial statement and keep showing the film for. For five more minutes. <laughs> like real courtroom. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, yeah. very true. Very accurate to actual. Let's show the body cam footage a little longer. Uh, I do like I do like that the uh jury of peers is all Mabels. Mm-hmm. Um and that the accusers are Xyler and Crash. Um I love the judge, the cat judge. Who is uh voiced by John Stewart. Really? Is he really voiced by John Stewart? That's what Kyle told me, and he knows everything about this show. Well, right. so I know that it was a big thing that the one guest Alex Hurst said he always wanted on the show was John Stewart, and I don't know if he. It's ever Kitty got Kitty him Meow Meow, right? I'll 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 verify. Is yeah, he credited? I don't. I'm pretty That's sure he's what credited. The verification's happening right now. Um, I also like the challenges each one of them faces, uh, to the most part. You know, Zeus gets to meet with his dad. We get the we kind of get the scene Al wanted a few episodes ago with Wendy and Dipper. God, was that ever a Faustian deal? Like, I'm just like sitting there, just kind of like, oh, it's not as underwhelming as I thought. So it So you're be. the one who imagined the roaches <laughs> coming out of Wendy because you're a monster. No, that was amazing. That, that was, was great. Terrifying. Of course, you would. The say. roaches were amazing. God, but the- somebody analyze. <laughs> Ra- oh God, what? All right. Uh, confirmed from USA Today, John Stewart guest stars on an upcoming episode of Gravity Falls as Judge Kitty Kitty Meow Meow Face McSchwartzstein. Uh, wow, Schwartzstein. Good, beautiful, excellent. I love how she, how it's Jewish. <laughs> the cat is Jewish. Well, also uh, Irish McSchwartzstein. Ah, mm. that's actually more Scottish. Oh, thanks for that. You're welcome. Um, yeah, and I, my favorite part of the episode because we're done. We're talking about it. Is the sibling Pat Pat. Is how that's how they agree to destroy yep. the universe. Sibling hug. No, not pat, the pat pat. Ah, uh, cute. We do have um, one important thing that happens outside of the bubble during this. We learn that for whatever reason, Bill is unable to extend his power beyond Gravity Falls, um, which makes him wake up forward from his, uh, you know, throne of carbonite bodies of stone people. Yeah. And they just begin torturing him because, you know, eh, this will work eventually. Uh, now, how do we feel about the uh, the actual resolution to it, though? Because I'm, I'm, I am I'm hate to bring up more things that I, I would kind of complain about, but I'm not actually a big fan of Dipper just saying, eh, I won't do the, I won't go with Ford. I'm like, really? I thought this was about compromise, not just, you know, acquiescing to what your sister wants. I don't, I never really got the impression, well, it's complicated. I didn't get the impression that he was 100% on board with doing this. I think it, it felt really like, yeah, I'd love to have this adventure. But wait, let me think about this at all. Didn't even get my parents' permission. <laughs> right, you know? yeah. And then there's the fact that they're in the middle of Weird McGinnon. And I don't know if you'd want to keep exploring the weirdness of the universe after living it. I think the show has always shown that there's this connection between Mabel and Dipper kind of beyond everything. They're always going to stick together through thick and thin. Um one of the things I, I was reading when we were preparing for these final episodes is Alec Her- Alex Hirsch actually talked about writing those first couple of episodes, and he didn't have a ton of rules for the show, but one of the rules he had to put out was he made like a list of like 10 rules of how Dipper and Mabel act together, because it was very important to him that their relationship was, it was never adversarial, that it was, you know, that they were 
siblings that loved each other, you know, and while they can be at odds, you know, he never wanted their reactions to ever feel like they they truly hated each other, that they ever truly were butting heads in a way that would, you know, break from kind of the relationship he had with his sister and the relationship, you know, uh, you know, and they they're supposed to act as a a kind of parallel to Stan and Ford's relationship. I think you do a good job of that. I think the closest that they came to an adversarial relationship was in the uh, the previous episode. Right. Uh, and this episode gives us that resolution that shows us that, no, it wasn't. Correct. It wasn't that. It was just, that was probably a low point. I kind of expected him to be like a, hey, no, come with me kind of thing. Like, hey, no, come with me. I mean, we've been on so many adventures together. The way it, the reason it worked was because we were together. And, like, maybe that would be it. I don't know. It just, it felt so like, ah, screw this future. I'm like, really? Eh, I think whatever. the story beats you're missing is that it's the summer's coming to an end. Yeah, that's right? fair. And that's, like, I, we... It's weird that he was even given the option to go off adventuring with his great uncle, but fine, it's part of what happened that in the was, fiction. But yeah, I think the idea is we're building towards the yeah. summer's coming to the end, but we'll always have each other. Yep. Yeah, Dipper Dipper wanting to escape the summer coming to an end would be going off with Ford. Take Back the Falls is the third part, and it opens with now the reunited Seuss, Mabel, Dipper, Wendy, Crash, and Zyler. <laughs> All arriving at the Mystery Shack, where some of our fan favorite characters have returned. Multi Bear! Another. Manitar! Yes, another big thing that a series does when it wraps up Reunion Show. This is everyone coming back. Multi-bear. Several times is there. Oh, like, I forgot they came back. I was so happy to see them. Gremulock. Smebulock. Smebulock. Um, and they all decide, uh, you know, Grunkle Stan is like, I've been the leader. I'm keeping these guys together. Um, and then Dipper and Mabel come in and say, but if we rescue Ford, we might be able to stop Bill. And then all of a sudden the tone in the room changes and everybody sets out to rescue Ford. Well, except for Stan, who has uh, issue with the idea of rescuing Ford, which is something we never really address, as he points out. Yeah, uh, the, I guess the theme of this episode is forgetting versus forgiving. You know, it's like he's just Stan is still very upset that, and it, uh, for good reason. Yeah, thirty absolutely. years or more of his life was spent trying to save his brother, and not even was, a thank you. He wasn't even given a thank you, and totally dis uh, disacknowledged for everything he's done. I think this episode particularly has some of my favorite sequences because it's just it's this is all the fanfare, right? They build a giant robot. You get a shot of them watching like an Evangelion like anime to plan. <laughs> Everybody gets involved, right? It's like you've got uh, Grenda piloting one arm with Candy piloting the other arm, all like uh, Pacific Rim style. I don't remember who said it, but they were like, oh, it needs a, it was Seuss. It was like, it needs a sword gun. Oh, yeah, or gun, a, sword. gun sword. Gun sword. Watch a lot and of it was just like, wow, this really pulls back to. Uh, Evangelion, when we did the, you know, late to the party for that. And yeah. it's like, hey, look, there's our theme that we were uh, trying to stick with. You're going to need a gun sword. <laughs> You're going to want a gun sword. And then there's sword. just like that montage of like, here's the anime, watch it all. Watch I it. like that we had like the T-Rex head. That was yep. pretty cool. Yeah, I, I felt so bad like, for that T-Rex. Isn't that animal 
cruelty. Yes. That is animal cruelty. It would be you two. I love the fact that... He didn't agree to that. There was like a setup like, uh-oh, the wax, the, the amber's breaking. Who knows how this will play out? And then they're like, oh, we don't have time for this. So <laughs> this is how it's going to play out. They're going to dig it out and use him as a pinned down monster head arm. I love the the them getting launched from the house to do the infiltration. Right, and they they parachute into the with the sweater with the, shoots, yeah. with the sweater shoots made up of all of Mabel's sweaters from the show. That would not work at all. No, but it was amazing. That's not how sweaters work, but it's okay, kids. Uh, and then the, and then getting to fight all the creatures was pretty sweet. Just like because like they, they just go in there and they just house them, and it's just like it's like yes, yes. And then the the Gravity Falls theme song oh, kicks yeah. in, and it's just it's so good. Oh mm. my god, like um, it's such a hype moment. So what do we think about the Zodiac? The the Zodiac that comes in to to push out uh, Bill Cipher. I really like it, and I'm kind of sad it didn't pay off. Yeah, I think that's my only thing. Like, I was really excited about it. Uh, I, I, you know, a little eh about uh, the more metaphorical ones, like Wendy. Cool. It's cool like, as ice. Eh. Yeah. You know, but I mean, obviously, like some of them, we you know were very obvious, right? We've got. Um, you know, we've oh, got yeah. the hands, we've got Mabel's shooting star, the pine tree, even Robbie's heart and like the llama on Pacifica that she's wearing during that day. I mean, you know, I'll even give that a pass because, you know, if yeah, this was some sort of destiny nice, thing, you're nicer than I am. I was like this. None of the very few of these track. But my, uh, I don't know if you, anybody could give me history off the top of their heads. How long was that Zodiac played out? Oh, forever. It's like in that. the first. It's in the first episode. It's oh. flashes in the the that intro very, of the first episode. We, yeah. we were theorizing through the whole series who was what, when were we going to see what uh. it was going to amount to, and I think that's why we had to, like me personally had such a connection to it. And I was okay. What's going to happen? And then it just doesn't. And I'm like, oh, that's well. highly disappointing. Yeah. I, I had a feel like at the time just watching this one episode, I was like that didn't really pan out at all and also a lot of those things don't track cool as ice and there wasn't even a joke to go with it where it's like i mean there was kind of ford saying it doesn't have it could be metaphorical but that wasn't really that's not as funny a joke as duck detective and oh it's a twin brother come on you know that was that was funny but this was sort of just like oh there's nothing there I, i i'm disappointed in that retroactively disappointed yeah, yeah I, I think the same thing. Like, I would have liked to see this play out, but I also like what plays out after. Oh, much better. Yeah. So it, it you know, it works for me. Oh, um, you're having sound effects over another person's opinions? I am, out? actually, yeah. I don't like how this plays out. I, I like, I, it's, it feels like a sacrifice is made that doesn't really matter. Well, no. All right, let's take it piece by piece. Yeah. You went right to the... Yeah, the you end stepped end. on his feelings, and then you went right to the conclusion. <laughs> That's bad form. Yeah, they, they break the throne. They get in the circle. It doesn't work. Well, wait, let's talk about why it doesn't work, though, because that's actually really interesting. That is Stan okay. hates holding hands. No. Stan is, as Frank said before, still hung up on the fact that he spent 30 years of his life trying to rescue his brother. I know. And his brother never even thanked him. No, his brother does thank him. And they do hold hands. And then he's like, he corrects his grammar. He does. He's not sincere about the thank you. Let's be honest. Yeah. He no, wasn't. And then I think Stan was going to just deal with it. Okay, whatever. Yeah. Let's save the word. But it, then the, fi- the straw that broke the camel's back is... 
Um, but actually, grammar stand. Yeah, you it's know, like well, whatever. And it's it, because packed into that with every sibling relationship, there's that the sense that the other person doesn't respect you, doesn't value you, doesn't appreciate you. All of that's packed into that one little moment. The fact that it's incredibly petty. Is perfect. Is perfect. It's part of why it makes sense. Because they're both just mad at each other at that point. Like he's he's mad at Stan because it's like you just won't do this, and he's mad at him because like you caused this and no one's blaming you. Yeah, and uh this isn't Robbie, I haven't held hands this long and I feel deeply <laughs> agree. This is the I don't whatever connection we're supposed to form here, I don't got it. And they it I think it makes perfect sense that it dissolves at this moment. Uh, but the thing that, I don't, depending on how this episode gets edited, I don't know if you're going to edit that out, the switch, right? So the kids are being chased down by Bill Cipher. Well, so first, first I want to say, like, I think the next really important thing that happens is they're all locked up and Dipper and Mabel escape. And they look at Ford and Stan, who are supposed to be the adults here, and say, like, look, clearly you got your own thing going on. We got this. We'll take care of Bill. Right? And that's got to be so... You know, as the adults in the room, that's just got to feel, you know, you feel like you've let them down. It's very sobering. Yeah, exactly. But also, uh, uh, Ford and uh, Stan do bring that up. They're like, why? I wish we, our relationship isn't as strong as theirs. What's, what's, what do they got? And like, oh, they're young. They don't know. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, that's pretty accurate. <laughs> Give them time and they'll hate each other. So they go on this long chase with Bill, which gives Stan and Ford time to talk and come up with that idea for the switcheroo. I actually thought that was pretty genius. I liked the way it, it came out. I knew it was coming as they were discussing that. If mm-hmm. only he could be in my head because my head is, you know, somehow easy to wipe. Before like I, we get too far into that, I just got one question to ask. How long does it take for Bill to grow back his eye? Because he seems I don't know. He really grows upset back about twice it. in the episode. Yeah, and he seems really upset about it, but it doesn't seem like it takes that long. It takes like, it longer than a, everything else. It wasn't a big inconvenience for I him. think, well, you, you say that, but then lose your eye. <laughs> <laughs> All right? You don't know what it feels like to be a two-dimensional, three-dimensional, whatever creature. Multi-dimensional. Now, multi-dimensional yeah. creature with the eye. He only eye. has one eye. Yeah. Now, was, he, was he inspired by Flatland? Gotta hope not. That's a deep. I don't know, Uh, uh, but yeah. So, I thought the switch was genius. I thought it was a cool thing to play between two twin brothers. It's their ace in the hole that uh, went overlooked. Uh, I really, I did. I knew it was coming, but I, I loved it. It, I agree. It was. I loved that part. I cry every time. Right. Uh, I just. At what point? Just kind of like right after it happens, and they realize that he's. Not there. When Stan is in the burning, the memory palace of his mind, and he uh, is being wiped out. And yeah, and, and it's of... it's just you just realize that all his memories are are burning away. That everything he is, and that he's you know made the ultimate sacrifice, as it were. You know, it's just it's a lot. You know, and it means I think so much because Stan gets to. I feel like Stan, particularly in this last arc. You know, he's he is a little upset that Ford's the big damn hero, despite mm-hmm. the fact that he's done, you know, he's protected these kids all summer. The fact that he's, you know, that he went on all this, did all this stuff to save his brother. The fact that 
you know, he had to. He was. He's never out been of his the home. best twin, and he and everyone acts uh, treats him that way. Yeah, and the fact that he there's such probably such satisfaction for him in that moment, where he gets to, you know, he gets to be the hero. He really he gets to to take down Bill. And there's that really great sweet scene beforehand where Ford even says to him, like, man, you know, if you were there, I would have never fell for this. Mm. Like, because it's like, yeah, exactly. Because, like, Stan would have seen right through whatever Bill was going to do. And just, like, there's got to be some satisfaction in the idea of, like, yeah, I was never as good as I was with you. And, like, that that's when I was at my best. And that's when we were at our best was when we were together kind of moment. And, like, and just that, that matters, man. See, I don't buy that... Uh that satisfaction that Stan gets from being the hero finally, because in his mind, he always was the hero. And he, 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 at that moment doesn't have any, uh, reason to necessarily think that he's going to get any more credit for it. I guess. I don't know about that. No, I don't know if that's true at all. The the credit part, but I, I don't know what, no, I don't know that that's true at all. Okay. Because, uh, he's, he's literally going to be killing off, the monster with himself. He's going to be gone afterwards. It would be a re- cartoonishly evil universe <laughs> where the kids look at his babbling corpse and be like, wow, Uncle Ford, what a great idea. Throwing Stan <laughs> on the sacrificial pyre. Like, I don't think, I don't know if that's really realistic. I think he knows he's, he's going to get smashed but he's gonna smash someone, and he punches his way through. He's like he—he's getting his aggression out of the one thing that he could punch that no one will fault him for. Yep, I—I I don't know about that. Oh, well, also, can we talk yeah. about Bill's transformations in that final scene? And even when he's chasing the kids, like they're just really cool and very like intimidating. Like, oh, oh yeah, geez, so all this—all the crazy stuff they do with Bill in the animation there. Oh, I think it—it's really terrifying. Bill is like an oddly scary character. Like he's not something if you were to like draw him out on paper and be like, yeah, the mind's eye triangle is a bad guy. Mm-hmm. Scary, right? You'd be like, yeah, sure. It's not but- that scary. Put a top hat on him. <laughs> <laughs> there but- you go. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Bill, I just feel like Bill turns out to be very intimidating. Anyway, after Stan sacrifices himself, we kind of get to close up the episode. The, pyramid comes crashing down we return to the forest of gravity falls and stan doesn't remember anything but he's still kind of stan which is what i liked about it like it's not like you eliminate the person entirely you just kind of get rid of their memories he still has his charm yeah until we we get to the the photo album yeah but after mabel almost cries her eyes out that was so cute yeah. i'm still crying See, at this I, point. oh and yeah. seuss cried as, like who's yeah. that crying I, like, uh, they were all crying yeah see here's my problem and I, why it didn't tug on my heartstrings. Right. Because I never bought it. I never bought that he was gone. Oh. Mm. You know, I, 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 they didn't do enough in my mind to cement the stakes that were there. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's tough for me. I feel like I bought it because there's just, there's just a bunch of moments, origi- you know, obviously the first time around. There's a bunch of moments in Gravity Falls where it's like, did they really just do that on this kid show? You know? Um, where it takes it to that other level, where I thought, you know, their ending could have been a little bit more dark. And yeah, and again, I'm not going to fault anyone for feeling whatever they feel, but I, I, I can acknowledge when the show says this is what the characters are feeling, right. this is what the characters yeah. believe, yeah. and then whether or not you're like, 
it, it's it, like there's something, uh, and this happened to me really like strangely early in life, and it involves a role playing game. I'm not gonna go into the tra- tangent, <laughs> but I I like I was like, I bet you this villain's gonna make it out alive and come back. And the person who was running the game was like, yeah. This definitely what's going to happen. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, yeah, all right, sorry. I don't know why I thought that was a problem. So, like, they'd be like, it's a cartoon show. I bet you anything they're not going to kill him slowly in front of their parents' eyes. Like, yeah, no, they're not going to do that. It's not going to happen. This is, a, this is Disney. What are you thinking? This is not going to happen, man. So, like, I get it. I, yeah, but, Disney would never kill a parent yeah. figure oh. in front of the kid's Ooh. eyes. Uh, well, see when the Mufasa Two Electric Boogaloo comes. I don't know what. It's like. But yeah, like I, I, I yeah. believed, I, I believed it enough. Where in the uh, in the story, I'm like, this is this is cool that they were d- they're playing. Yeah, with this. don't get me wrong. I I believed it in the context of the story. I believed that all the characters believed it, mm-hmm. and they were feeling bad. But it wasn't enough for me to get that emotional response out of me. Right, because you are emotionally dead inside. Yeah. Uh, no. Also, because uh, James is uh, a crybaby. I am totally. Yeah. I don't. I don't know. I didn't. Also, I every also did com- not cry during this time. Every like, like this is cool. sad puppy commercial. It's uh, all tears. How many sad tears. puppy commercials have you seen? Uh, there's not as They're many anymore. So often PSA, on some of the channels. You're talking about the the whole anything with Sarah. Anything with a Sarah McLaughlin soundtrack. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. Dawson's Creek was all sad puppies. That commercial. Wait a minute. Sad puppies is a thing. But yeah, so Mabel gets the uh, the photo album, and we start talking about the summer to Stan, and Stan suddenly remembers Waddles' name, and they uh, they begin the 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 process that sort of gets the process his- of healing. His memory of how much he dislikes Waddles is what actually keeps him there. I love it's it. True. I love it. And I I hated every second of it. All right, why'd you hate it? Is this back onto the you wanted the kids show to have this guy? No, I feel dead? like there's there's ways you could have you could have made it very bittersweet. And um, my first interpretation of the events before it was explained to me that's not how it was <laughs> was pretty much just like, well, what if you just explained to him what the summer was? And because Stan's still there, his personality and who he was was there, but his memories are just gone. He just recovers because oh, you tell me about what happened, yeah, and I'll believe you. Because so you would have been okay with the uh, the dementia uncle? It's new data. Who just tell him new th- yeah new data basically. <laughs> Like, I don't. I don't Al, what, what if I'm I not told you? I'm not, I'm not saying that would have been perfect, but I'm just saying like it would have. It, it would have made the awful. sacrifice like <laughs> it would have made the sacrifice real. Well, not necessarily real, but like sure, it, yeah. And you could watch that grim dark version. <gasps> you freaking edge lord! No, <laughs> this is a Deej cartoon. Hey, no, eh. that's too much. No, man, that would have been awful. If they're like, yeah, he, it's it's a it's a terrible life, but it's okay. What if I told you that uh, Mabel wrote captions on all of the pictures? Oh. <laughs> and Stan's actually just reading the names <laughs> off of that, and he's faking for everybody else's benefit. I would I would buy that. I kind of like that. How, what is wrong with the three of you? Didn't we, a lot of things. That would take you a- would like that... That's that's great. Hey, Uncle he's a scam Sam. artist. He's just scamming he's in, them all. So you're very he's good at inherently, it. like genetically, yes. to his core, yes. a scam artist. Yes. He's reading off captions on a picture. Yes. No one's noticing this. This is the good version. Yes. He goes off on a boat. Yes. With his twin brother. Yes. Yeah. And also, if his memories no, come back, shouldn't that- Bill come back? Yeah, that I think would be cool. I think if they ever want in the years in the future to do like a um. a spinoff, it'd be like, hey, yeah, you did get it, his memories back, but guess what's part of his memories? Bill. Bill. That's cool. Yeah. That's how you deal it's with a... It's like fi- his brain's haunted. Friction. I'm not even talking to you anymore, Michelle. <laughs> You're out. 
That, that's how you deal with child fiction sunsetting. Terrible. <laughs> Words. And so, Frank, after uh, Stan gets his memories back, we get essentially the scene that you wanted, right? You called a few episodes ago. You get the goodbye to summer with realizing that things still go on. You know, that yeah. there will be more summers. Yeah, And you can bring your pig with you. Yeah, I love that. That was the that was the best <laughs> uncle move ever. It's like, no, I'm not taking your damn pig. Take your goldfish that you won at the fair and go home with it. I have done that. And I don't care. <laughs> I like, love the him with bear. the knuckles and Ford with the gun. It's like, now you're gonna put the pig on the, on the bus. <laughs> oh, it was so smooth. I really love that. Yeah, that was really good. And I liked I liked Dipper's acknowledgement um, when they're blowing out the candles that he had the perfect summer. Yeah. Right? That he had everything he wanted, that he didn't need adventure and high stakes and all the stuff that he wanted when he, he got here. You know, that he had that. Yeah. It was really touching all the way around. And I loved the little bow tie at the end of the letter. Yeah. Uh, just, you know, it's... it's that the- lie! That lie! But we never see them next summer. Well, they could have they- a summer that we don't get animated. Yeah, yeah. yeah there's... No, they can't! Okay. I need it animated! <laughs> I like the um I like the part at the party where Pacifica's like open your presents already. It took me so long to wrap them, showing that Pacifica is like a little humbled and She's was happy. She's such a great character development yeah. turn. It's happy to give them presents. Yeah. Greta has uh, tries to punch her feelings away. Did uh did we ever find out what no. happened to uh little Gideon? Yeah, he um he's trying to be a regular kid. Yeah, yeah. He, oh that's he right. He has a skateboard. He's on the scene. He's and and got his goons, goons yeah. with him. Uh, maybe only attacking bullies. We hope. Uh, yeah. I like Stan and Ford fighting the giant octopus on the boat. Yeah, it was nice. Nice to see the brotherly uh, attention. Oh, the never mind all that act by the mayor. It was just like, whenever anyone asks me, never mind all that. Shove them right in the ground. <laughs> I, didn't realize that, um, I didn't realize that the current mayor, get him guy, is Will Forte also. Oh, yeah. Voice yeah, I only, I only knew after he was not just saying get him all the mm. time when he said like something. Speaking of voices, the bus driver... That takes them away from Gravity Falls. Do you? Did anyone recognize the voice? No. no. I love this. Absolutely the best, sweetest thing to end on. Kyle McLaughlin of Twin Peaks Aww. is the voice of the bus driver that wow. takes them out of Gravity Falls. And I'm like, I was, I was so touched by that. It was a, a l- wonderful Lynchian nod, and just the perfect way to wrap this thing up. So, guys, what are our thoughts? We've watched all 40 episodes of Gravity Falls, the short-lived two-season cult hit from Disney Channel and Disney XD that has brought in so many people over the years. What are your thoughts? Are you glad you watched it? Yeah, absolutely. Love the show. Very funny, very creepy. I wish there was more. Almost glad that there isn't. It's it's everything everybody said it would be. Sus uba alles. What's the cipher on that? It's basically just Sus is better than everything. He's pretty great. Oh, I'm so happy he got the the shack at the end of the. Trip. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. With uh, what was one of the cryptos that was like the the man who wears the fez has great responsibility. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it was funny to me. So Gravity Falls was one of those things that again flew under my radar, and people just kept um, saying, you know, uh, you got to watch it, you got to watch it, you got to watch it, and um, you know, I kind of I came for the the fun Twin Peaks stylings, you know the love letter to the X-Files, but I stayed for the heart. My first actual experience with Gravity Falls was at New York Comic Con. They did a Gravity Falls panel in one of the large A-Hall rooms, 
Um, yeah. But the panel right after it was... Sorry, they refer to that because they're filled with, filled with a-holes. The panel right after that was a panel I really wanted to attend. So you... Oh, you became one of those jerks that squatted. So I, yeah, I squatted through this, uh, you know, Gravity Falls... Oh yeah, I can get. It. There'll be room in this uh, dumb kids cartoon. Well, and it was it was it was relatively okay, right? The room was a little packed, but not crazy. Um, and then that year, I watched the show, and then the following year, you know, and the show had already been off for like a year or two, um, you know. And he was talking about, oh, maybe they'll write a book. Oh, maybe they'll do this. Oh, maybe they'll do that. Um, you know, and the show had been off for a year or two, and then all, all of a sudden, the next panel I saw for it at the release of the Journal Three book. Um, it was in the main stage, you know, and it was full to the brim. So it's a show that I think it's cool when you have a show that just can continue to attract people that even though it might have not been given its its best day on the network, that good is good. I have a question that I think uh, listeners are going to want answered. Sure. Uh, just for nostalgia's sake, do you remember what panel you were waiting for? Yes, uh, the um, Bandai Namco panel always gave out a bunch of awesome free stuff, and oh. I'm a big uh, anime swag video guy. game nerd. Okay. I mean, anime video yeah. and swag. Yeah, I was kind of hoping you had forgotten, and this and had I only so remember much Gravity Falls. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this is uh, I forgotten. Uh, Gravity Falls has just become so much more important. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Wow, that's amazing. It was an interesting rewatch. Uh, going through it, so much of it was so much better than I remembered, and even if there were elements of it that didn't hold up the way I thought it would. It was still just like there's not another show like it. I I really feel like there's nothing feels as contained as much as what this thing is. It felt like it, it left when it needed to, and it told the story it wanted to tell. And like I feel like that's so rare these days. It's either extended or it's cut off, and nothing ever feels like it's done the way that it wants to be done or done the way that it needs to be done. That this is just a rarity, and seeing it done that way, seeing it come to its conclusion. Um, and just finish off and, like, beautifully animate it. Yeah, like, it's... There aren't a lot of shows like it. I will say that watching on the second go-around, I picked up a lot more on all of the hidden tricks and... What's the word for the things? Not the ciphers. Easter eggs. Easter eggs. What's an Easter egg? I picked up on those a lot more, and it was actually for uh, Weird Mageddon. Someone say it for me. Weird Mageddon. Thank you. I watched that with my roommate, who's like one of the super fans that literally sees every single thing in it because he's watched it so many times. That was definitely an a interesting experience to witness him going, hey, look, there's that thing. Hey, look, there's that thing. And I'm like, slow down. I need to take notes. So there are a few more things if you want to continue your experience with Gravity Falls. They did release jur- they released two versions of Journal 3. Um, they released a standard version of Journal 3, and they did a limited release of Journal 3 that you probably can't get anymore, like, you know, from just from bookstores. You'd probably have to find it on eBay or something. But it had, you know, it was with, um, you know, it was bound with uh, the Human jag- jaggedy paper. Oh. And it had, you used the black light to see all the extra stuff in it. And it really was just like the journal in the series. And there's a, the normal journal three, which they released. They also released a comic just this past year um, that has a couple of other one-off stories that they didn't get to tell while they were telling the show. Um, and then there was something very famous that happened. Um, as you saw at the end of the show, they flash an image of a statue of Bill Cipher. So Alex Hirsch took his money and commissioned a statue of Bill Cipher and hid it in Oregon. 
and then started an online, um, you know, alternate reality game that sent people that had people all over the world having to work together to figure out where the Bill Cipher statue was by releasing cryptograms and other clues by telling people to go back and watch specific episodes. Um, you know, and uh, it was it was a really big thing when the, the show first ended. And there's a bunch of stuff online um, that you can see of people meeting Bill and, you know, getting to interact with it. The first group, though, that found it got a uh, treasure box. And the treasure box in it had um, a couple of collectibles from the show. Um, it had uh, some some script pages, some signed things. Um and then a disc. Cursed. <laughs> that will go with them forever. A music disc, which has Alex Hirsch as Grunkle Stan singing uh, in full, We'll Meet Again. Oh, wow. Which Why he, not as Bill Cipher? Well, he sings that as Bill Cipher in the episode, but he figured, he figured that you bit. already met Bill again, so yeah. you'd want to maybe return to see Stan and Mabel Oh, and that's adorable. The box also contained uh, J.K. Simmons. <laughs> right. Yeah, little known fact. Yeah. Yep. Interesting. Interesting. You just popped out and was like, oh, now I could be J. Jonah Jameson. Glad you found me. That Again. explains it. Here's um a couple of places that. Uh, but man, that's that's just really cool. You remind me a lot of things though. Like those, that end credits was really great too. Like I was, it was nice. This all those characters that we sort of vaguely mentioned as the recording was going on. Uh, like even the two Dipper clones. Like yep, the paper yeah. dippers. Yeah. Protect like, rain. Oh man, that was just sweet. God, this show, guys. This cool. show. Hey, I got one thing for you, James, since sure. you, were, you have been a wonderful guide for us uh, through Gravity Falls. I stumbled upon this, and I guess I don't think you know about it, maybe. Um, there are a bunch of Disney Channel shorts that they made. Yes. Called the guy, like Dipper's Guide to the Unexplained and Mabel's Guide to Everything. They uh, even have a, uh, they have a bunch of shorts, too, where Stan is a puppet. These are uh, all available on the Disney Channel YouTube page as supercuts. So, hey, if you're uh, sad about it being gone, you could go to YouTube and uh, watch them all until they get on until Disney+. Until they're Plus, done. I guess. I don't know. There's but, also yeah. one about uh, Mabel's fashion sense, isn't there? I think that might be part of the whole Mabel's yeah. Guide to Everything. But, yes, there's a lot that of That would things. be included in everything. Yeah. I guess technically. Uh, but, Spiders. yeah, it's been a lot of fun. And uh, thank you. We'll meet again. Don't, don't know where. Don't, don't know, know when. Oh, we'll meet again some sunny day. James, that's not how the song goes. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Please like and subscribe to us on your favorite podcatcher app. Join the discussion over on our Discord or Facebook fan club. And please support us on our Patreon. This has been a non-productive media presentation. Executive producer, Frank Hablaoui. This program and many others like it on the Non-Productive Network is distributed under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial No Derivatives License. Please share it, but ask before trying to change it or sell it. For more information, visit non-productive.com.